Alrighty. Hello, everyone out there listening. You're at The Debate Show. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, my name is Catherine. I'm here with Henry and Juan, and we're going to be having a conversation today about the ethics of vaccinations. Uh, Henry will be taking the affirmative stance, so he'll be talking pro-vaccine, and Juan will be taking the negative, and I will be moderating this conversation. Um, okay, so Juan, I want to pose the next question to you with your uh, your anti-vaccine stance. So moving away from uh, discussing the scientific success, uh, let's talk about this. Um, so there is some question as to the legality of, of vaccinations and whether that's a, a comp uh, one compromises their ethics in choosing to uh, mandate things in such a way. Um, for instance, many schools require proof of vaccination to allow enrollment. For example, the New York uh, State Public Schools require um, for daycare, pre-K attendance, including daycare and, and general school public school, you need the diphtheria and the tetanus shot, in addition to hepatitis B vaccine, measles, mumps, and rubella, uh, the polio back vaccine, and the chickenpox. So my question is, is this um, an infringement on, on human rights to, to require this to attend school? I think that when it comes to private institutions, if I own a school and I uh, and I'm providing a certain service for, for parents and, and things that they should be allowed to require vaccination. But when it comes to public uh, schools, which are right there, they're mediated through civil rights and, and sorts of things like that. I think that the right to refuse medical treatment, right, which is a fundamental right uh, for any sort of um, person that is having medical treatment, you know, you have the right to say no, uh, as long as you, and the parents have rights to say no for their children. Um, they, that right, I think also applies to vaccination and it applies even more to vaccination. And for example, you know, if, if a parent makes a choice, okay, you know, you live in a cholera, an area with high risk cholera. And so, you know, I'm going to make an informed choice and, okay, I'm, I'm going to vaccinate my children for cholera. That sounds like a perfectly reasonable thing. But this has to be mediated by the individual. And it's, it's, a, it's a question about your personal morals and your personal values. And I think that the government does not have a place to come in and especially force people to do it. Uh, I think, you know, they should be spreading information and, and doctors should be you know, putting what, what the numbers are out there, but the decision at the end is personal. And, and sometimes it is related to religious activity. And in the United States, at least, there is a protection of religious liberty. And, and there's a strong history of protection of religious liberty, you know, on a variety of different things. And so for the numbers that we're talking about here, this, I think these protections still apply. Thank you. Henry, do you have a, a response to that? Or would you like me to frame another question? No, I can respond. Okay. Um, One. While the protection of religious liberties is important, if a religious liberty infringes upon public health in a way where it's taken in a public setting, such as a school, is it your religious liberty 
to say that your child shouldn't be vaccinated when everybody else believes that they should be. I'll acknowledge that in a private school setting, there is more leeway because it may be advertised in that way. But I'd wager that the majority of public uh, private schools won't advertise that they are vaccine free and whatnot because every parent has the expectation their child will come home in the same, if not better condition than how they sent them to school. And if they come home with mumps or the measles, that child in a household where they've already been refused the vaccine, their likelihood of survival is low. And that's through no fault of the child. That's just through a parent making an executive decision on something that there's a high probability they don't know much about. So yes, parents should be able to make choices for their children, but parents also don't always know best for their children because a doctor is always going to know what's better in terms of health for a child than a, than just, there's no bar to entry to be a parent, but to be a doctor, you have to go to 10 plus years of school. So you're not always the absolute best authority just because you gave birth or were involved in that process.